Hello and welcome. The Setting Apart podcast is a pit stop where you can get nourished, encouraged, and refreshed whenever you need a break. I'm your host, IP, and every episode I get to share my stories, my outlook, my reflections on all things inspired through the lens of faith. So grab yourself a coffee, sit back, relax, and chill. In this concluding episode of the introduction series, let's take a closer look at baptism as it relates to our call to holiness. What I want to know is, how is it that we are called to be holy in baptism and why is baptism so powerful? Let's take a look at CCC, paragraph 1694. It reads as follows. Incorporated into Christ by baptism, Christians are dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus and to participate in the life of the risen Lord. Following Christ and united with Him, Christians can strive to be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love by conforming their thoughts words, and actions to the mind which is yours in Christ Jesus, and by following his example. End of paragraph. Now, that's a lot packed into that paragraph, and you can definitely see the language of Paul and his theology, which is so rich. But for our purpose, I'm going to zoom in on the theme of holiness. Now, Paragraph 1694 starts by saying that incorporated into Christ by baptism, Christians are dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Let's unpack that. Now, the questions I wish to answer are the following. First, why is baptism so powerful? I mean, how is it that the sacrament of baptism can wipe away years of original and actual or personal sins? and turn us into clean slates. And Christians are dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. How does that work? That's the second part of the question. Now, the answer, turns out, can be found in Romans 6, specifically verses 3 to 11. And I invite you to read along with me if you have it with you. And I read, Are you aware that we who were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death. We were indeed buried with him through baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead, by the glory of the Father, we too might live in newness of life. For if we have grown into union with him through a death like his, we shall also be united with him in the resurrection. Let's pause here. Here, Paul is connecting our baptism with Jesus' passion, death, and resurrection on the cross. This is exactly what the CCC has to say about this passage in paragraph 1227 or 1227. And I quote, according to the apostle Paul, the believer enters through baptism into communion with Christ's death, is buried with him, and rises with him, unquote. And I continue reading Romans 6. So we know that our old self was crucified with him, so that 
our sinful body might be done away with, that we might no longer be in slavery to sin, for a dead person has been absorbed from sin. If then we have died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. We know that Christ, raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has power over him. As to his death, he died to sin once and for all. As to his life, he lives for God. Consequently, you must think of yourselves as being dead to sin and living for God in Christ Jesus. Unquote. So that's a lot going on in Romans 6 uh, in that paragraph, but I will give you two major takeaways of mine. St. Paul tells us that baptism is the participation in the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, by which he redeemed the world and entered into the new life of resurrection, a new creation. We read this earlier from 1694 of the CCC. And according to Apostle Paul and paragraph 1227 of the CCC, Therefore, when a person is being baptized, they are being crucified with Christ and raised with Christ, so that the power of Jesus' death and resurrection flows through the water by the power of the Holy Spirit into the person, the same power from God the Father who raised Jesus from the dead to where they are forgiven of all original and personal sins, made a member of the body of Christ, made a member of the children of God, and made sharers in the one paschal mystery of Jesus' passion, death, and resurrection by which the world was redeemed. And you can find that in paragraph 1279-1279 of the CCC. Once again, Romans 6, very powerful passage. Indeed, a masterpiece of St. Paul. Now, all the references I use and make for the podcast can be found in the show notes on my website. And the URL for the website is settingapart.com. That's one word. Setting apart is one word. Settingapart.com. Now, I know I'm throwing a lot of verses from scripture and paragraphs from CCC here, which might feel like we are doing, you know, a little bit of Bible study. But I do that for a reason. This is a big topic covering a few strands of theology. So it is important for listeners to know where I'm coming from, that I'm not doing an opinion piece here, but rather that I'm merely connecting the CCC to Holy Scripture. So you get the official doctrine directly from the Magisterium Church, taking account the sacred scripture and apostolic tradition. Going forward, the format you can expect for the podcast would be predominantly based on my reflections while staying very light on exegesis. So quite the reverse from the introduction episodes. Now, coming back to Romans 6, can you see the connection between baptism and the cross? You know, I never quite saw it that way until I read Romans 6, the CCC, and commentaries from Bible scholars like Dr. Petrie, Agape Catholic Bible Study, and the likes, which I list in the show notes on my podcast website. Feel free to go check it out. But when you make the connection, 
it brings a whole new meaning as to why we are called to be holy in baptism. I invite you to read Romans 6 again and reflect on it. Very powerful teaching from Paul. In sacred scripture, water is the symbol both of life and of death. So when we are immersed in the water of baptism, we are united in Jesus through our burial by the symbolism. Baptism signifies communion with Christ's death. And that's from uh, paragraph 1220 or 1220 of the CCC. And when we emerge from the water, we raise in Jesus through his resurrection into his new creation, into his holiness. And that's why we are called to be holy so that we can remain in his new creation, his new kingdom, when our time comes, where everyone is holy or perfect, for the Father is perfect. Make sense? In fact, according to St. Thomas Aquinas, baptism is not just a participation in Jesus' death and resurrection, but it is also a union with Christ in burial, unquote. And therefore, Baptism is that powerful because the passion of Jesus was that powerful. And baptism is that filled with grace because the resurrection of Jesus was that filled with grace. Amen? Amen. Now remember 1 Corinthians 1 verse 2. To the church of God that is in Corinth, to you who have been sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be holy. So all Christians, according to Paul, are saints insofar that we have been made set apart through baptism and made member of the mystical body of Christ. And therefore, we become the adopted children of God in Christ Jesus. Don't forget that. As such, we need to live the reality of who we are and what we are actually called to be at baptism. The vocation of every baptized person is the call to be holy. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. That's from Ephesians 5 verse 8. And how do we do that? How do we behave as children of God? By following the footsteps of Christ and walk in love by keeping His commandments, and by having a vibrant relationship with Christ while we are still alive on earth through prayer. In baptism, we are called to holiness, yet I find myself struggling to respond to that call wholeheartedly. I mean, I do respond, but my response was sporadic at best. Something from the daily grind of life, Um, or my daily habits invariably gets in the way. If it's not the deadline from work, it's from something else. And then there's the never-ending to-do list. It's as if I am putting my prayer life, my relationship with Christ, as something of an afterthought that I could fit in later. Like when I'm done with the to-do list, for example. Like we make ourselves so busy, we never have time for God. So I say I'm in love with him, but my actions says otherwise. That's not putting God first. But why is that? What's holding me back? That's the question. What's holding me back? 
So what's holding me back is not about the external circumstances I just talked about. Because, you know what, we all have 24 hours a day. How we plan to live out our day is up to us. What's holding me back, if I can be honest, is the sluggishness of my heart, which leads to the sluggish actions on my part. So then the question becomes, what's holding you back? To answer that question, we got to first examine our own conscience. I invite you to start making room for Jesus into your heart and rekindle your relationship with him. If you haven't found Jesus yet, no worries, fret not. Seek and you shall find. In any case, do yourself a favor liberate yourself from the slavery of your to-do list, which is completely irrelevant in the new creation. What profit would there be for one to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? That's from Matthew 16, verse 26. For things to change, we've got to change. If we were to keep doing the same things over and over again, nothing's going to change. For things to get better, we need to get better. So for things to change, we've got to change. For things to get better, we need to get better. We need to be clear that there will never be a better time or a better set of circumstances than now to respond wholeheartedly to the call to holiness. After all, we have been baptized. Now we just got to live it and walk the talk. Who knows how much longer we're going to be alive in this world? We don't. We don't know how long we're going to live, nor what the future holds. We don't. All we know is the kingdom is at hand. There is no better time to surrender fully to him than now. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. That's from 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2. Now, to summarize, the whole purpose of our creation, the whole purpose of our redemption, is so that we may be fully reunited with God. Again, in every aspect of our being, we exist for this union. We were created for this union. We ache for this union. We have been redeemed for this eternal union. So the sooner we are transformed in love, the happier and the more fulfilled we will be. In essence, the main purpose of this podcast is first and foremost to give thanks and to glorify God for all the graces I have received in my life, which I do not deserve. And second, by sharing my journey, it helps me to get off my own spiritual sluggishness. And by giving my testimony, I hope to egg you on in yours. And last but not least, in the hopes that we could all respond to our call to holiness as a community. So that little by little, we are all transformed into Jesus. He is indeed our divine treasure, our perfect teacher and model, and we should always fix our eyes on him. In conclusion, Pope St. John Paul II says it best, Holiness is a message that convinces without the need for words. It is the living reflection of the face of Christ. Unquote. To be holy is to love God and to love our neighbor deeply 
and wholeheartedly. To love is to will the good for another, to wish for goodness to others, and to give a little bit of yourself to them. To be holy is just being the person you and I were created to be in the new creation, to be in the likeness and in the image of Christ. We are sanctified in Christ Jesus through His passion, death, and resurrection. To remain in Him and to remain holy, we need to walk with Christ in living the fullness of Christian life so that we may live in perfect communion with God the Father in prayer while we are still alive on earth. To walk with Christ, we need to know Him and have a personal relationship with Him. Pick up the Bible and get to know Jesus so we may recognize His voice as our Good Shepherd and follow Him. With that, we are done with the introduction. Congratulations. Before you go, here are some key takeaways for the episode. Baptism is the participation in the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. When we are immersed in the water of baptism, we are united in Jesus through our burial. And when we emerge from the water, we raise in Jesus through His resurrection, into His new creation, into His holiness. And that's why we are called to be holy, in order to remain in His new creation, in His new kingdom, where everyone is holy or perfect, for the Father is perfect, we need to be perfect. Baptism is that powerful because the passion of Jesus was that powerful. Baptism is that filled with grace because the resurrection of Jesus was that filled with grace. And there you have it. Let me quickly recap the three-part introduction as follows. In episode one, we answer the question, what does it really mean to be holy? To be holy is to love, love God, love neighbor in that order. And why do we need to love God first? Well, two things. One, we love because He first loved us. Two, paraphrasing Pope Francis, if we do not love God, we would end up loving ourselves. In episode two, we answer the question, how can we be perfected in love? On our own, it is impossible. For us to have any chance in succeeding at all, we need to cling on to Christ. We start by building a relationship with Him in prayer. We can do that by striking a conversation with Him until our heart truly falls in love with Christ. In episode 3, we unpack the Apostle Paul's theology in baptism where we become children of God when we are united with Christ. As we are baptized into His death, we are dead to our sin and raised with Him in His resurrection into the newness of life. We are alive to God in Christ. And that answers the question, why is baptism so powerful and reveals the implications that come with the new dignity and identity of who and what we are in baptism? Ultimately, This is God's plan of salvation for us, so that we can meet Him on the other side. 
by grace, if we cling on to Christ like he clung on to Scripture to overcome the prince of darkness in the desert, so can we overcome our darkness and walk in the light. Let's do this together. Starting next episode, I get to share my reflections, my testimonies, my stories on all things inspired through the lens of faith. Please pray for me and pray for each other. Thank you for staying all the way to the end and God bless. Thank you for listening to the Setting Apart podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and get notified so you won't miss any new episodes. And please feel free to give me your ratings and reviews so that others may get to listen as well. Thank you and God bless.